0: Welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to episode 34. Today I'm joined by an amazing woman, Vivian who is the founder of Empower Mama in Kenya. She joins us today to speak about her journey and also her foundation and what she's been able to do so far in terms of raising awareness. To connect with Vivian, you can reach her on Instagram at empower__mama. Her details would also be in the show notes and she would also be sharing with us the best ways to reach her if you want to connect. So welcome Vivian and thank you for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you, Ola. I'm glad that you invited me in your show today. I'm glad to be here.
0: Thank you. Yay. So we always start off by saying, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh-huh. Well, my name is Vivian Gaiko. I am uh, trained uh, in laboratory medicine. That's my, my, my training background. I'm also a perinatal loss counselor and a perinatal mental health advocate and also a suicide prevention awareness advocate. Uh, all of this that came about through my own personal journey, which I'm sure I'll, I'll share uh, as we go along. And I'm also the founder of Empower Pama organization that raises awareness on pregnancy, infant and child loss in Kenya.
0: Wonderful. That's basically
1: me. I am a mother yeah. as well, a mother of two hey. children. Uh, one is Amani that I carry only in my heart and not in my arms, who was born in 2014 so and sadly died the same month, 16 days later. Thank you. And I also have another child who was born three years later after Amani, whom I'm raising. His his name is Ivan. Wow.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. And, of course, you noted that you started Empower Foundation, um, uh, you wanted to perhaps you can share a little bit about your journey and why you opted to start Empower Foundation I know you do a whole lot because you know when you told us about yourself it feels like I'm not sure how you get time to do anything else (laughs) you have uh, so many things going on so that's wonderful
1: Yes, but they're all interconnected somehow. Mm. Uh, probably I can start by sharing my journey. I actually didn't intend to start Empower Mama.
0: It's, oh, okay.
1: it's something that was born out of a gap that existed in, in our society. Mm. When I lost my money um, in 2014, I went through a dark moment, you know, grieving without support. People were there I can say people were there for me especially the initial days and then since the burial was done the next day of course after burial it's normal for people to continue living on their own lives but for me I don't even think losing a money was my worst day my worst day was when I woke up and found that I am just alone like nobody remembered my baby was born and had just died so yeah. I was there alone. I think that was my worst moment because when you look out, everybody is going about their business, life is moving on, and mine had stood still. Uh, that took me into a, a deep depression, suicidal term, and I just kept quiet about it. I was just suffering alone because everybody you meet tells you, You're young, you will get others, at least you know you can conceive those words that we we tend to hear and I, i i i just kept quiet about it because nobody not many people actually nobody was talking about it when you want to tell you you even because it was my first child i was wondering okay should i refer to myself as a mom or am I yeah. still a young girl? I, I, I didn't know I, I was in that confusion. And also people not talking about babies and especially dead babies. And also to add on it, uh, in most of our cultures, even speaking about death is not an easy thing. It's a taboo. So exactly. even talking about dead children, that is more taboo than... yeah. yeah. So it was all side psych- Unfortunately, in 2016, I lost... Uh, a lady I knew who lived close by to suicide, and that was following the loss of uh, her twins. So the guy lost three people, three members of his family the same day, which was very devastating. That was in 2016, two years later after my loss, and I wondered, what if I had said something? What if I had reached out? And that disturbed my heart. So I... I, I decided I'm going to do something about it, but I didn't know what at the time. I, I actually didn't know what. But one day I was just browsing through my my Facebook and I saw a, a mom in distress wanting to end her life, Ask, you know, asking all those distressing questions. What can I do? I am just tired. I reached out, got her contact, went to where she was. And I shared my story with her, sat there with her, listened to her, and after that, um, I went home and then she calls, calls me a few days later and tells me, Vivian, actually, I think that was my last day. Thank you for coming. You have saved my life. And she kept now referring other women and other mothers to me. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So the, uh, the community grew. A community grew and needed yeah. to register it grew, uh, uh, came up. And yeah. so that is how Empower Mama basically started And so we officially launched um, on 12th of November in 2016, but the work had already begun in 2016 of January. It's just that I I didn't know what this was growing into. And now it has um, come to just fill that gap where parents can find a community of support of people who understand and get it, you know? You know, that get it in quotes.
0: Exactly, uh,
1: Without where they can share openly about their babies without feeling judged. And so that is how really basically Empower Mama started.
0: Wow, that's amazing. It's just incredible how much, how you were able to connect to that one person. And, you know, like she said to you, you saved her life. Mm -hmm. Because just her having someone to talk to like yourself, who understood, you know, what she had... Mm-hmm. gone through how she was feeling that really helped her and that's so important isn't it um, it is it is yeah which is why that's such a huge problem the fact that we don't speak about it is is such a taboo so people are mm-hmm. suffering in silence and there is they can't yes. speak to anyone yes yeah. just... and
1: the repercussions can be very costly
0: if... yeah
1: the repercussions can be very, very, very costly. Um, depression, suicide attempts, people getting out of their jobs because probably even the employers don't understand them because they don't understand what is going on. So the impact is huge. Um, it scars relationships. Yeah. Uh, but grief is really not even a problem to be solved. It's it's um, an experience to be supported. So when people are allowed to grieve. And when that baby is actually even acknowledged, it, it really helps. It really helps uh, for the parents to just navigate the grief journey healthily.
0: Yeah. Also, thank you so much for, for what you're doing. It's just amazing. I think we need more of your foundations like yours, just all around, you know, just all around the world, all around Africa. It's just, people just need to be able to find support and it's talk
1: about much. the things yeah. thank you thank you and actually even the name empower mama was the whole idea was when you empower one woman and we say we say when you empower a woman you have just empowered the whole generation and this empowerment is oh, when it comes to grief changing social perceptions in um, when it comes to pregnancy and in And child losses, when that yeah. woman is empowered to message to their spouse, to their community around, and that awareness spreads, that way we are able to reduce the stigma. And
0: yeah.
1: personally, Vivian can't be able to reach um, uh, many women as Vivian, but these women who have been reached, some of them have gone ahead and reached other women, others are doing things in honor of their children. and. I think wow. that is a beautiful thing because that way we are growing and we are spreading the message, and the the impact of reducing the stigma is 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 is, is more faster if I can say exactly as yes. opposed to if it is one person doing that. So that yeah. is the background of the name and power as well.
0: Wonderful. Sounds amazing. I love it. And like you said, you know, more people, they can reach more. Just like they say, I think there's an African proverb that says, if you want to yeah. go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, then mm-hmm. you go as a group of people. So it's it's wonderful that you're empowering other women to reach uh-huh. way more people around the world. So it has way more, uh, much more yeah. impact. And that's wonderful. And mm-hmm. just to ask, you're, a- yeah, go ahead.
1: I was just saying it's just like the ripple effect when you throw a stone on water, the way it yeah. spreads out. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That
1: ripple effect is, yeah. is actually the aim what we want to achieve. Yeah.
0: I love that. And so you mentioned a little bit about culture. Uh, so I want to say that in your opinion, what, mm-hmm. what, what role do you think culture norms plays in the way loss is seen in our communities? You know, that you've experienced maybe even in Kenya, how do people relate to loss? Is it seen as something like bad karma or something the person has done wrong or perhaps mm-hmm. someone is um, getting back at them for something they did? How, how, what role yeah. do cultures play?
1: That is a very, very good question. Culture really plays a huge role um, especially when it comes to, to child losses and how parents grieve Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know about your country, but over here, oh, um, there was, this, I think it still exists where people place a lot of value on a woman having children. So yeah. when you're not having children, somebody is seen as a curse or they're bewitched. Um, yeah. And it is really sad even for women who uh, undergo recurrent losses.
0: Mm-hmm. They are
1: seen as unwanted people um, for some, even the community around them may, might go ahead and try bring another wife for the husband who can, yeah. who can bring children because there's that value that has been placed on having children and, and motherhood and being a woman enough when you have you know, this number of children. children yeah. So I think culture really plays a, a huge, huge role. In Kenya, we have very, very many communities. Uh, mm-hmm. And tribes And um, all of them have their own cultures uh, Some are very supportive Others probably may not be as supportive As we think They're the ones now probably who think This woman is cursed and, and talking about child loss is taboo Probably some communities bury the child at night uh, yeah. But there are other communities That are very, very supportive And the woman who gives birth mm, Despite that outcome that the baby is dead they're still are taken care of as a new mother they're still um you know pampered and all that despite their baby being not there yeah. so it's it's different for every community and probably i might not speak for for all communities
0: exactly yeah it's always different but but it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so with with your work that you've been doing in terms of raising awareness do you think that you've been able to perhaps change some of this norms and cultural beliefs for people to have a better understanding to know that it's nothing the woman did wrong or it's not a curse or it's not something that needs to be um washed away or whatever uh the belief might be
1: yeah
0: do you think that you've been able to make well i can say
1: Changing um, culture, cultures and, and perceptions like this when it comes to now, what we're talking about, about pregnancy and, and, and child losses, it's, the change is very, very gradual. We might not see the results now. It's been like four years doing this mm. awareness and advocacy work. Yeah. Um, but I can say I have seen many people coming out and acknowledging their babies. Every October, right. we... We put up an, a, a wall, a wall of remembrance with the babies' names, and acknowledging each baby by their name, even the ones that were not named, we acknowledge them. And I think that is a start to just uh, breaking the taboo uh, of yeah. not talking about, you know, babies. Exactly. Uh, so I think I can I can say we've seen our progress. Uh, when it comes to acknowledging these babies. Parents are coming out and and sharing about their babies and even doing things in honour of their babies. We have many who are baking in honour of (sighs) their children. Others have started um, stalls and naming them after their children. Others have started beauty salons and naming them after their children just to honour their children and to raise awareness that their child mattered.
0: Exactly. And that's wonderful. We are moving and it's
1: a step at a time
0: yes rightfully said you're yeah, right my you know,
1: prayer one day is that the coming generation will find a community that is more supportive and yeah. that has normalized child loss and talks about it and parents can find uh, great support
0: yes that'd be wonderful yeah. we, we look forward to that to having that that future generation but i love mm-hmm. the fact that you know people since you've started your foundation you've seen people Naming their children and finding ways to honor them and remember. That's such a big deal because many times um, culture or society wants you to forget. They want you to move on, quote unquote, right? Not just get on with it, right? So it's amazing yeah. that these women are now able to name the, the babies or mm-hmm. find ways to continue remembering and not forget, right? Yeah. Because it's so important that we remember.
1: Yes, it's actually said that it is remembering that heals and exactly. not forgetting. Yeah. And unfortunately, people think that you forgetting or pressuring you to go, go quickly and get another baby will uh, ease the pain or make you forget. But It actually doesn't. How can you just forget a child that you were connected together? Yeah. You know, your umbilical cord was connected together. You just cannot forget that. I've had grandparents talking about their children and you see a 90 year old saying between this child and this, there was a child that was, uh, who, who died at birth. And yeah. I think that is very, very important to, to note that it is actually remembering that heals and not forgetting. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Well said. I love that. Remembering that heals and not forgetting. That's true. Right. Cause you, you have those memories, the things you loved about that experience. And then even mm-hmm. the things that you didn't love, but acknowledging them and being able to live with it. It's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. How do you think we can keep increasing awareness? I mean, I love the fact that you're empowering women and they're all going to different places and reaching out and supporting other women. But for example, I'm in Nigeria, you're in Kenya. How, what do you think we can all be mm-hmm. doing in our own little spaces? to impact change and to create more awareness and support?
1: Um, awareness, I think, is everybody's business and everybody mm-hmm. in their little space can um, raise the awareness. We have had um, media people highlighting these stories and the impact it can have and in spaces where people can seek support. Uh, okay. Having um, what we do at Empower Mama also is workshops for workplaces for people ah. to uh, have good management uh, policies. Oh,
0: um, when a
1: mother probably undergoes a miscarriage and they are not maybe given back sick leave or compassionate leave. It yeah. can have a big impact because this mother, I mean, she has given birth despite birth being a 12-week pregnancy. When that baby has come out, she has just given birth. And it is a, like a DNC, the dilatation and curative. It's a, it's a procedure that is even done in, you know, in, in, in theater. So having yeah. them uh, get that um, small compassionate leave how to receive, it, to receive such a mother back when they're coming back. Probably they went uh, for maternity leave and they're coming back, but they're coming back you know, with no baby. How do you receive them back? So we do workshops for, for workplaces, for employers to help them change some of these policies and be kind of compassionate. We also do workshops for religious spaces. I'm a Christian, so we do for, for churches mostly. Um,
0: right.
1: How does the church... Um, play a role in when it comes to supporting a bereaved mother. Our miscarriage is acknowledged. If I call, if I had a stillbirth and I call my pastor to just come and pray for my baby, will they come? If I want to have a service uh, in honor of my child, will will they allow me to have a memorial service? All these things uh, just to help build a more compassionate community. Yeah of support. So that is also another way to continue raising awareness in in all those spaces, workplaces, uh, churches, our communities around, and we also go um, right into the communities. Empower Mama is based in Nairobi, but we have our country is huge and we have also like those rural areas, going to that grassroots over there and talking to those mothers, letting them know that they are not alone, that it was not their fault because most of them are actually made to feel like it was their fault. And even the other spaces for healthcare workers, they really, really play a huge role when it comes to um, how a family, a parent starts their grief journey. If they had wounding words right from the hospital, that can have a lasting impact on their grief. But if they know how to if they are if they are well supported, it really won't take away the pain of their grief, but it will really help. It will really help um as they start on their on their grief journey healthily, as opposed to starting it being wounded uh, more. Yeah. I I don't know how it is in Nigeria, but Here in Kenya, we are are trying, we are are really trying to make uh, progress. And I'm really glad that even some healthcare workers are organizing a a workshop on on pregnancy and infant loss. And that is also another way to just continue raising the awareness. And awareness is every day, not just October, but every
0: day. Yeah, true. I love so many things you just said now. It's just amazing to hear how much work you're doing. Like you noted, in workplaces, it definitely needs to be um, some kind of uh, leave uh, allocated to people that experience loss because you know anybody else, if they experience a loss, if they lose a family member, they do get some time off for bereavement. But for some reason, when people have um, yeah. experienced pregnancy loss or infant loss, it's not really same as the same. And people are not necessarily allocated the time, so that's wonderful. But are letting workplaces mm-hmm. understand how important it is, right? Because you can't have someone just come back in the next day or two days after and act like nothing happened. But there needs to be support. There needs to be some counselors that can mm-hmm. actually speak to the person and maybe give them options of working from home for some time or things like that. So that'd be wonderful. And it's, it's actually wonderful that you also noted that the healthcare workers also play a huge role because I think sometimes nurses because or doctors, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, sometimes because they see so many patients they they start to become a little numb to the uh to the loss and because mm-hmm. they don't understand or they forget to realize that for that person that has just lost that child it is that one child for them so that's very important so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how many cases of this okay. you've seen they still need to understand that for that person that's experienced the loss they need the right support and they they need to be careful the kind of words they use um, -hmm. in the, in the clinic. So that's amazing that you're doing that. And of course in the churches as well. So those are all important places that people are connected to so if they can get the right support in all those places. Then it can make things a little easier for them. Mm -hmm. So that's wonderful. I I look forward to the fact to hopefully having such things as well here in Nigeria and all, all around the world, because it's very important that uh the couple either the woman or if she's the uh, couple the couple is well supported during those uh, especially the initial times yes, when yeah that's wonderful mm-hmm. any so you say you have workshops. Yes, but those workshops and, and this yeah. is something
1: that really can yeah i'm saying this is really something that can be duplicated everywhere to just suit And I'm Mm -hmm. really, I'll I'll really be glad to help where I can. I mean, I would love to see this in in Tanzania, in Nigeria. in I mean, forming a community of support and changing that for their own community, just making it a more compassionate community. That would be lovely.
0: Yes, I'd love that. If you want to get that here in Nigeria, I want to get people more where So we'll be talking about mm-hmm. this workshops and see if you're doing these workshops online as well. I mean, if anything this mm-hmm. year has taught us the importance of doing things, um, virtually. So yes, we hope that you can have this workshop virtually as well and be able to offer it in mm-hmm. different parts of the world.
1: Exactly. I think that is a lovely idea. I know, um, with the COVID-19 pandemic, um, it, it really opened more opportunities for people to use their online virtual, the virtual platforms. And yeah. actually, um, for our support groups, we also offer support groups now for the bereaved uh, parents. We okay. used to have... We, so, unfortunately, people who were not in Nairobi were locked out. But during right. this um, pandemic season, especially where there was less uh, social interaction, physical distancing and all that, and you can imagine... Um, You know, losing a baby at such a time, probably not even having that opportunity to bury them or to bury them, uh, you know, or having that social support around you. We decided to have the online support group. So we are currently having online support groups. We have done seven groups so far since May. And I think uh, virtual is is really a great platform to reach even more people from the comfort, comfort of their home homes, from their businesses, some are, some even join in from their workplaces, which oh, is wow. really amazing that people can still find a community of support online. That's wonderful. Yeah, despite where they are.
0: Yeah. And then, so people who want to find out more information about that, where they get that, if they mm. want to joining to those support groups
1: Uh, to join our support groups we usually roll out a a registration form it's just a simple google form that people fill, and and you are able to to join uh, in the support group Uh, the support group that we have is is done weekly for a month and it is a closed group so we have already started a group for november until now, next year, because also self-care is very, very critical. So our it facilitators is. will be taking a self-care break in, in, in December and we'll, we'll do the support groups again next year. So okay. the group for, for November started. But we roll out that uh, online through our social media pages and people can just find that uh, everywhere on our, on our pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.
0: Okay, and it's all Empower Mama Foundation. All
1: Empower Mama, yes.
0: Perfect. We'll be joining you (laughs) and getting the support we need. Yes,
1: you're welcome to join in.
0: Yeah. And so you've noted to us, of course, so much information about raising awareness and creating support for people that have experienced loss and also uh, letting the society and the communities around us also be uh, aware of the support that they can give to the people. If there was one, quote or word of affirmation that you found very helpful uh, during your own journey or something that you've something that you repeat to yourself daily that you found useful. Uh, could you share one with us? A quote or word of affirmation? Oh,
1: I have many, but I'll, I'll this
0: <laughs> one. Share, share, share a few. For <laughs> me, I
1: keep affirming myself that, <laughs> so I keep affirming this myself that I am enough. I am enough yes. for that woman out there who thinks probably their worth is pegged on motherhood or probably what they achieve or what they do. Or uh, I want you to. I want to assure you that you are enough. You are worthy. For me, that's really kept me going. I am enough. I am worthy. I
0: love it. I'm enough, and I love that your worth is not tied to mother, motherhood. Motherhood. That's so important and such a powerful affirmation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Because, especially in our societies, when people, talk, like you said, place a lot of emphasis on having children, people might start to feel like if they don't have a child, mm-hmm. then they're not enough or they're not worthy. So,
1: what?
0: I think that's a yeah. wonderful affirmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to ask, actually, you might have spoken about it earlier, but if you were supposed to think about pregnancy loss and infant loss and why it's so stigmatized, in your opinion, why do you think this is the case?
1: Well, I think the stigma largely comes from people not acknowledging that that was a baby yet. Right. When it's a pregnancy loss or uh, a loss maybe at 14 weeks or a, a one month pregnancy, people assume that it was not a baby yet or because they didn't meet that baby that that was not a baby. I think that has really, really contributed to the stigma. And you find mothers, especially the ones who go through miscarriages, they don't even talk about it because they never told anyone they were pregnant anyway. How can I tell people I was pregnant and I have just lost that pregnancy? But I think encouraging mothers to talk about their pregnancy and breaking that um, 12 week um, oh, yeah. rule
0: Mark. Mm-hmm. is
1: okay. So that in case that miscarriage happens, you can find support because already you have told people you were pregnant. And I think um, people also not acknowledging that little baby, that still born baby, as a baby. You know, it's just that they were really small, but they are persons, really. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I think also that has really contributed to how, uh, you know, the stigma that comes with pregnancy and infant loss. But I think yeah. to change that, we need to just acknowledge that as a baby. The moment as a mom, I see those two lines, you know, those two pink lines on the pregnancy. Yes, yeah, those
0: two lines. I yeah. start
1: saying, I'm expecting a baby. I wouldn't say I'm expecting a fetus. I have a friend who said, yeah. I was just told that was blood. But no, it's, it's not because life begins at conception. So it's exactly. a baby. When we it acknowledge is. that, I think the stigma will slowly fade. We'll be more compassionate because we'll be referring to this baby as a person. It's just that they're it's little. Yeah. It's, and people tend to almost like minimize and think that you will get others, but others really don't even replace because this was an individual person with their own identity. It's yeah. just that they were a small baby, and others just will be a sibling to this one that was lost. So well I think when people acknowledge that, the stigma will start fading slowly.
0: Well said. I love that. So we keep working on increasing awareness and letting people acknowledge their losses and know that it was a baby. Thank you. And as the Mm wrap-up, any final words of encouragement that you'd like to share with anyone listening?
1: Uh, I want to believe that even people uh, who have gone through a loss are listening. My words to them would be, to acknowledge their baby and allow themselves to navigate through the grief journey. And there's no formula to grieving. Their way is the right way. Uh, There's no style, there's no rules. Just your way is the right way. Allow yourself to express your grief. Don't put a timeline on your grief and start saying, oh, I need to be over this by six months or a year, but just go with your pace and just know that your way is the right way. And for other people who might be supporting Um, grieving uh, families, I'd like to let them know that it is okay to just be silent sometimes and just be there and listen and offer a listening ear. Uh, Showing up is more important than, you know, not showing up or not saying anything at all. And sometimes don't try to find silver linings. Those words that we mentioned earlier, at least it was just a baby, at least you didn't get to have a huge hospital bill. At least against that, those words tend to wound. So if you find yourself starting with the word "at least," just just stop because whatever comes after that tends to cause further wounding, as opposed to helping. And just being silent. Sometimes I know as Africans we love talking and we start talking about the weather, and but sometimes just sitting in silence with this grieving person and listening to what it is they're saying, as much as they wouldn't repeat their story again and again, it's it's just right to just listen to them. And not listening while you're looking at your phone or, oh, yeah. you know, looking outside doing things, but, <laughs> but listening genuinely and listening, listening to, to 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 hear what they're really, really saying. So that would be my, my parting shot to the listeners.
0: Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Vivian, for coming on the show today. You shared so much wisdom, so many thank you amazing, laughing. yeah, so many amazing things that we can all do in our own little communities and our families that we can impact change. And I really love the work that Empower Mama Foundation is doing. We hope to be able to replicate this in Nigeria and other parts of the world and just keep supporting people. So thank you so much. It's been a really enlightening session. I'm sure everyone listening, Has been blessed by all of what you've said and shared with us today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on here, and we look forward to having you again in the near future.
1: Thank you, Ola. I'm really glad that you could invite me to your podcast. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.